Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now, your host, Craig Hewitt. All right, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Hackers. Today, we have Mark Thompson on the show. Mark, how you doing? Hi, Craig. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thanks. Great. Thanks for uh, coming on the show today. I appreciate it. And we'd love, yeah, for folks who don't know you to, to give a little back, bit of background on, on kind of yourself and what you're up to with podcasting. Right. So I've been an online marketer for 13, 14 years now. Um, originally from the UK, moved to Spain to race motorbikes. That all fell apart and didn't work. So I had to find something to do. So I typed in how to make money online. And 13 year to, years later, I'm still here. And over that time, I've done lots of things and podcasting is definitely one of them. And yeah, so that's really how I ended up being here. Gotcha, gotcha. And so I know you you run a, a couple of different pieces of content, and I think something that we're always talking with customers and trying to trying to give good advice about is you know how does podcasting fit in with other stuff that I do? So do I have a blog? Do I have a YouTube channel? Uh, do I have like some other kind of business? And I'm going to create a podcast to kind of help promote my business or my brand. Uh, how is at this point, how is podcasting kind of fitting in with the other things that you're doing? So I think it's a really important key for people to get right. Yeah. I mean, podcasting for us is just one way of communicating, um, primarily with our existing subscribers, existing blog readers, um, pe- people who we are, who already know us. Okay. Okay. They, they, they may have come across us. Podcasting is a way of us getting our values across to them. Gotcha. And and for folks who don't know kind of your business, what uh, what kind of people are you trying to talk to? Right. So we run, um, myself and my business partner, a membership site which teaches people how to basically grow their online business. Gotcha. Okay. We target various different areas. We've recently start, started targeting uh, virtual assistants. But generally speaking, it's – let's put it this way. Our demographic is people probably 45 to 55, 65 – We've got a career. They know they know they're going to need something later in retirement, uh, and so we we t- try to t- target stuff with them, teach them how to do Facebook ads, teach them how to build stuff, and create the lifestyle that they want going forward. That's that's basically our plan. And as I said, podcasting just falls in as one part. It's becoming a, a more major part uh, as we go on because we can get across ideas and thing and get them thinking about stuff much easier with a podcast. Interesting. Interesting. I'd love to dig more into that. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, again, I think podcasting is great because it, it complements other type of content just because of the, the type of medium that it is. Audio uh, is both very personal. You're literally in someone's ear every week. Uh, but also, I do agree that you can communicate things differently or in a different way or a slightly different spin on a topic uh, in in the audio format than you can like in blogging. But but can you talk about kind of how and why podcasting is getting more important to you guys in the type of content that you're relating to your audience? Yeah, because um, we can reach out to one a, a wider audience. Okay? Not everybody wants to read blog posts. Not everybody goes to Facebook and clicks on your ads or your, or your long-form content on Facebook. Not everybody watch, watches YouTube. So it's just a, a natural progression to if we've got a piece of content, for example, um, recently we talked about a thing we called techniques, not tools, right? Which is using rather than going out and buying tool after tool after tool, use simple techniques 
that have been around for years and generations probably like simple copywriting stuff like that yep. so we've got this idea so we've got a we've got a landing page with um a report about that okay so we, we, we'll do a blog post about it okay so some people can read that but other people won't want to read it other people will want to watch video other people won't want to watch video they'll want to hear about it so it gives us with one piece of uh, one idea we can reach much wider audiences gotcha so it has to sort of spread, spread our content over a, a wider area. So content repurposing is something that uh, we've talked with a couple of people about on the show and, and definitely is a, a topic that I think is important to, to think about for everybody. Because like you're saying, a topic can, can be applicable to people in a bunch of different ways. How are you approaching the, the kind of nuts and bolts of taking an idea and creating different forms of content around it. Are you creating one and then having somebody like write a blog post from the podcast episode, or are you stripping out the audio from a YouTube video for the podcast, or how is that working? No, we we, we basically we take uh, an idea, a concept. Let's say this techniques, not tools. So we'll write a blog post about that. We'll then create a video about that, and we'll link the two of them together. We'll then schedule that for one of our podcasts. So we we record tend to record two or three podcasts at a time and we roll out one a week. So we'll schedule uh, a podcast and we'll talk about uh, the topics. And we find the podcast tends to go deeper into the topic than any other type of content that we do. Mm. Okay. People may, may read a blog post. It's four minutes. Right. Right. Uh, people may watch a video. It's five to 10 minutes. Um, but when we go to the, do the podcast, we'll go really deep into it. And it's 20 minutes generally 20, 25 minutes of us just focusing on all the different aspects and expanding on them. And then people who haven't seen the blog post may go to the blog post. People who haven't seen the videos we've done may go watch the videos. Um, so it, podcast allows us to expand on the topics that we're interested in. Gotcha, gotcha. If that, make, if that makes sense. No, for sure, for sure. I think that, that reaching people in, in the, the medium that they're most comfortable with for that particular piece is really key. Uh, and I think to building a comprehensive kind of piece of, content or like a content strategy that's comprehensive for a bunch of different topics and a bunch of different media uh yeah, is is really key yeah we, we we everybody will realize that you make let's say let's say you've got an audience of five thousand people now not every one of them is going to be interested in a podcast not everyone's going to be interested in a video not everyone's been interested in uh, a blog post not everyone's going to be interested in all the other ways that you can get content out there but some of them will be so it's really tailoring your content to appeal to the wider audience as possible. Yep. So one thing I think that that gets a little bit difficult with that is sticking these pieces all together. So you mentioned that you link from your YouTube video to the podcast episode. Uh, have you found anything along the way? I'm sure your process for this has evolved as you guys have have been doing this more and more. But but what is what have you found to be kind of the best strategy for kind of cohesively linking all these pieces of content together? Uh, we generally find that. We use, we've got various Facebook groups and we find that actually getting people into the Facebook group and then from the Facebook group linking out to the podcast, the videos, the blog posts, et cetera, works really well Okay, because there are more captive audience there um, and they can, it allows them to choose what they want. Okay. Gotcha. So more, more engaged in a Facebook group than they would be an email. Um, yeah, pretty much so because in a, in a Facebook group, it's, t- it's two way conversation. Yeah. In an email, it's generally just me talking to people. I'll, okay, I'll, get, I'll get people reply back, but it's a very small percentage. If I do a Facebook um, post, 
and there's let's say 700 people in the group then a lot of them will see it and if you if i position it in the right way we'll get a lot of interaction which means more people will see it yeah yeah no i love facebook groups that's the one thing that i tell people to go to if they're saying okay i have a podcast now i want to create a community around my podcast or my brand yeah. i say build a facebook group you should have an email list as well yeah just because I, I don't think facebook is going anywhere but you never know and someone's email address is absolutely never going anywhere um but i think that that a facebook group is great because people are just there already right they're they're in facebook yeah Oh, the, the statistics are, are astonishing, but people are there every day. Um, and so it's a, yeah, it's a great way to, to connect with people. And as a, as a podcast or stroke marketer, it's really easy to manage a Facebook group. You just need to pop in there a couple of times a day, post something useful and interesting, promote your, your podcast, answer any replies, and then you can go off and do whatever else you want to do. Okay. It's, 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 it's a sort of a mark. It's a marketing heaven, really. Yeah, is that pretty much the extent of your management of your Facebook group is to to pop in, contribute, answer some questions yeah. a couple times a day just to keep things stimulated? Yeah. So I'll pop, pop, pop in first thing in the morning. I'll pop in in the afternoon. Uh, I'll off, I quite often record videos or I'll go live in there. If I've got an idea I want to talk about, it's just as easy to fire up the camera and go live uh, and broadcast, which gets tends to get wider reach anyway. Uh, sure, sure. And then pop in in the evening. Um, answer any questions, interact with people. Yeah, it, it, it is like a social club. It's, it's really, really, I love them. I absolutely love Facebook groups. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think I think they should be a part of everybody who has a, a podcast that wants to build a community. Facebook groups should be kind of the first place you look. Yeah, yeah interesting. And how does that work with your membership site? Because, I mean, a Facebook group is a type of a membership site. Is that kind of the premium upsell from, so, from the... Yeah, so basically we've, we've got, we've got a, a small... Uh, smallish we've got one facebook group where we put more broader content and then we we've then we ups we don't we don't check the upsell but we we always talk about what we're doing in the private members group so the private members is we've got probably 40 50 courses in there we used to train people up to do different things and the facebook group so that people are used generally people coming into it are used to a facebook group and they know how we operate in there so it's it's just a home from home sure but it's more um more premium content. Gotcha. So we'll we'll show we'll pull back the the curtains and show people exactly what we're doing, how we're building it, how we're growing on an audience, which we will t- in the non-members group. I mean, this, this works with podcasters. I mean, if you've got a, a good podcast, have a free group and then a a, pro, a premium group. In the free group, you can tell them what you're doing and tell them the results. But in the paid group, you can switch that on his head and actually show them exactly what you're doing step by step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that one thing a lot of people look at with podcasting is, uh, you know, how am I going to make money from my podcast? And they look at kind of directly monetizing their podcast with ads as one way of doing it. Another way is uh, sort of indirectly with a product or a service or a business that you run out of it. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys are very much kind of going towards the latter. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to give an example, um, a few weeks ago, we built a one-page website. Okay, we, we, um, actually, my wife built it to be to give her her due. Um, and it was promoting a service. Right, so she she does some, she does a lot, lot of blogging. So she, she did, this did three blogging services. Okay, so on a one-page site with some communication built into it. We podcasted, did a podcast about that. And we talked about how easy it is, to, and it took three hours to build this site, and a few hours to get extra to get customers, mm-hmm. right? So during that podcast, 
we can talk about it and get people to the free group, but we can also tell them about they've actually there is a course about it, um, how we're doing it. Come and look at the case study that we're running on it, and it monetizes the podcast right away. That's great. That's great. I, mean, I think that's uh, you guys are are sort of like living the the dream and the example of of what you're teaching. So that's fantastic that you're that yeah. you're able to to kind of show people directly. Uh, how to do what you're talking about. Yeah, and that, I think that's a, that's a really key point. You get so many people who talk about, say, Facebook ads, yeah. but they don't actually run Facebook ads day in, day out, so that they haven't got that connection to what's actually happening. Right, right. I have a question for you about, uh, you, you guys live in a pretty competitive space in terms of the topic that you talk about. There's a lot of uh, you know how to make money online, how to start an online business yeah. shows and people out there talking about this kind of stuff. How, how do you, I think this is applicable to a lot of people because podcasting is getting more and more competitive with more and more shows out there. It's not as competitive as blogging yet, but it's, it's definitely on its way there. So something that people talk about is, okay, I want to start a show about how to make money online or how to grow an organic garden or whatever. How can I set up my content strategy and the positioning of my show so that it's different and unique and has a definite value for the people who would come in and, and listen to me as opposed to all the other people that are doing it? Well, firstly, know your audience. I mean, that, that's, that, that's the main point. You've got to know what your audience uh, are thinking, what their problems are, and address those problems directly. Uh, st- try and stand out from everyone else. If, everyone, if you're doing organic gardening, find a subset of organic gardening that you can focus on like um, growing organic things in, in bottles. I saw something was in there on their um, window shelves. They had these big plastic bottles growing onions. Okay, okay. So just, just find something different. So you're not looking for the broad, everybody, you're not looking for everybody who, do, who does organic gardening. You're looking for a subset of that that's not being serviced properly. And then those, those, those people become rabid fans. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you're giving them what they want. And and say somebody's just kind of starting out, they have a little bit of content and maybe a small audience. What are some things you've found to to narrow down that focus within the organic gardening space? How how do you then kind of survey or ask for feedback about about what people are looking for more of? What what have you found to be particularly successful there? Do, doing live video. If you can do a live video, like Facebook Live or something, yeah, and you can get your people on there. Ask them what's your biggest problem and. They tend to, we don't, we don't generally like surveying people because when you survey someone, they answer with what they think you want to hear. Um, so we try and go and look what, look at what they're saying. So we'll, we'll go and hang out in, um, a Reddit. So if I was going to do organic gardening tomorrow, I'd go into all the organic groups in Reddit and just look at what people are asking in there. Um, I'd go to organic Facebook groups and look at what people are ask, asking in there. Very rarely do you find that the survey answers tie in right with what people are really a lot of people don't actually know what they what they really want if you said to someone if you're on death row what would be your favorite meal what would, what would be your last meal they would probably say fillet steak you put them in a restaurant and there's fillet steak on a menu quite often they'll go for something different right right yeah <laughs> because what they think uh is the, of, the right answer right yeah, yeah it isn't always the right answer yeah yeah interesting interesting Okay. So how many podcast episodes have you published at this point for your show? Right. So for the current show, we're on 18, I think. Okay. Okay. I've, I've, I've done podcasts in various times over the years. So this is, I know a lot of people won't know this, but podcasting has changed a lot. 
in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, beforehand, it used to be so difficult. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, similarly, I've been podcasting for about three years. This is uh, a new show. As of the recording of this, this is probably the seventh episode that we've recorded. Um, and yeah, it just keeps getting easier and easier. And hopefully, we're creating software to make that easier for everybody to publish. Um, but but I think it's interesting, and I look at my podcasting journey, and you probably look at yours as well, and say, wow, along the years and along my kind of way, I've learned a lot about things that are super important and things that don't matter as much. I have my own kind of thoughts about what some of those are, but I'd love to hear yours because you come from a, yeah. a similar perspective from mine where you've you've been podcasting for a bit, and now you're coming to a time where uh, you're starting a relatively new show, 18 episodes in, so you're at that kind of new spot relatively yeah. in your show, but you're an experienced podcaster. So I'd love to hear kind of like what some new things are that you're learning as you're kind of starting from scratch again. Right. But the first thing I'll, t- I'll tell everyone is don't podcast alone. Okay. Okay. That is the worst thing ever. So I had a podcast and it was just basically me talking for half an hour about various topics. It was so difficult. It's the hardest thing ever, isn't it? <laughs> it is the hardest thing ever. As soon as I got, you, get, you get a guest on, it's easy. The podcast will just flow. So yeah, it gets easier talking. Honestly, the more, t- more time you podcast, the easier it gets. Generally speaking, we will have, when we're going live into a podcast, because I, so I, I do it with my partner. So we just, literally, it's us, almost like we were sat in a pub chatting. Yeah. Okay. We, we joke. Um, we, we never edit anything out. So some of them can be a little bit weird, um, but it's, we, we have literally a three word topic. We don't practice. We don't rehearse. When we get guests on, we tell them what we're talking about and that's it. And we just basically talk. You've got, you've got to love talking. I, I, so I couldn't agree more. I think that some of the advice that I give first time podcasters is absolutely don't do it by yourself because the hardest thing, well, the hardest thing in any kind of content is a video by yourself because you can't really edit a video afterwards. You have to get the whole thing right. Yeah. The next hardest thing is a podcast because even though you can edit it, talking into the microphone and scaring, staring at your computer screen or whatever is really intimidating because you don't have the other person to bounce energy off of. Uh, and so, yeah, if, if it's a guest or a co-host or even just having like your spouse or a friend in the room to you to, to kind of bounce questions off you and you can kind of edit those out later, yeah. anything to get some sort of a dynamic so that you're not in a bubble uh, is huge and your ability to create good content because it will just sound weird otherwise. Just talk to one person. Yeah. You're only, all you're ever doing is talking to one person. Oh, in terms of, in terms of how you're kind of framing the, the conversation? Yeah, exactly. So you just don't think about the audience. Don't think about people who may come and listen to it later. Think about one person that you're talking to now. Yeah, this concept of an avatar. So you, your, your ideal yeah. podcast listener has a name and, and he lives in a place and his job is this. And yeah, defining that avatar is key for sure. Yeah. So in, in terms of some ways that, that podcasting has changed for you uh, from when you started, I'd love to hear some of the things that you think are, are particularly good about podcasting now. Um, distribution's much better than it was. I love a certain service. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's definitely not the reason for the question, but uh, thank yeah, you. I, yeah. I really do. Just to, beforehand, just to, to host your podcast was a nightmare. Yeah. Now it's just a simple, just drag and drop. Literally, literally drag and drop. And I love it. That's great. That's great. When you, when you say sort of syndication or distribution, uh, what, what have you found, what has changed in the way or the places that you distribute your content to? Um, 
they have a much bigger reach, much, much bigger reach now. Uh, we actually don't syndicate to as many places as we should, but that, that is changing. It, it's something we're adding as, as, as this podcast is, is growing. We're looking for more places to add it to. Um, yeah, the, re- the reach is much better. Yeah. The, the competition is more. Sure, yeah. But if, if you can find yourself a little niche, and it only takes one really good promotion to get your podcast really going well. So it could be, I mean, that's another thing I tell people, don't, don't even worry about how many people are listening to you. When you're starting off, that's not the point. The point for your first, I would say for the first 20 or 30 podcasts is just to practice and get better and better and find out what's working. Because we've got, obviously, with, with, with stats, we can see which podcast people are coming back and listening to again. Mm-hmm. We can see which podcasts are popular. So it gives us an idea of what we should be talking about. If we started panicking after five podcasts where no one was listening, we would never have the data. Yeah. And we'd never be able to grow it. Yeah. And it just takes one good podcast to get shared and someone say, oh, yeah, that was really interesting what they did on there. And, it, and your podcast will grow. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so for someone who's just getting started that wants to, I'll say, quote, launch their show properly, uh, what, what advice would you give for, for people who, you know, again, have a little bit of a blog or an audience or kind of relatively young in their, their content and reach, uh, but, but do want to come in and say, okay, I've got three episodes ready. I want to go and kind of make a splash. What are some things you guys have done and seen that, that work particularly well? Build up a bit of tension about it. Start telling people two, three weeks in advance before you've got your first podcast goes live that you're doing a podcast. So think of it as a, a product launch. Get people interested in it. Tell them some of the stuff you're going to cover. Ask them any questions that, that they might have that you, you can cover in it. Even get up, get a, if you've got a waiting list, get a waiting list. Yeah. Send them to, send to a web page with a waiting list. I would definitely recommend creating a separate website for your podcast. You can put it on your main website, but create a separate website that you can promote. Okay. Okay. That, that's sort of all it is. If you can only run some Facebook ads, write about the topics that you're doing and then run an engagement campaign on those ads. Gotcha. So write a blog post about the topic and then write, run the Facebook yeah. ads to the blog post and then link it to the podcast from there. Exactly. Yeah. So just, just do an engagement, but it'll do it long form engagement. Then people will click through. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. That's great. Um, so Mark, for people who want to kind of find out more about what you guys do, it sounds like you got some really great experience and knowledge. I'm sure people want to kind of find out more about you guys and, and what you're up to. Can you share where they can learn more about you and the things you're teaching in your podcast? Yeah. So the pod, the podcast is um, Escape Plan Uncut. That That's the blog where it's on. It's called the Escape Plan Podcast, but it's escapeplanuncut.com. Um, uh, or the Facebook group is The Minimalist Marketer. Just come along and say hello and... Um, We'll give you any advice you need, any help you need. That's what we're there for. Awesome. Awesome. Mark, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for, for being on the show and providing all the, the great insights. I think everybody will really get a kick out of this episode. So thanks so much, Mark. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Hackers. If you liked what you heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting.